2: Welcome to the latest edition of the Purple Talk Podcast. As we promised, we're going to bring you as much content as possible uh, via uh, podcasting and writing and everything else that we do at NBC Sports California. Um, I hope everyone was able to enjoy the Kings-Memphis Grizzlies game from the 2017-18 season that played on NBC Sports California on Thursday night. We're going to do a lot more of those games coming up. It just gives all of the fans just a taste of, you know, just just to feed your curiosity and and give you a, a reminder of how far this young Kings team has come, even if they aren't maybe where we'd like them to be. Uh, so, joining me today on the Kings and not the Kings Insider podcast on the Purple Talk podcast, brought to you by Wendy's, <laughs> is Mr. Doug Christie, DC. Do what's going on?
1: What's happening with you, man? Just uh, trying to stay sane. And I hope everybody out there is, is staying safe and all you Kings fans, this is going to build that juice up in us. That's for sure. We'll be ready to roll when time permits.
2: Yeah, we will be ready to roll. And, you know, we we might as well give the reminder, like, look, this is a scary time and um, we're going to do our best to provide content. But at the same time, be safe out there. Uh, make the right decisions for you and your family and, and everyone around you. Um, and, you know what, uh, Doug, I was able to bring in Ricardo Pertisi on uh, on Tuesday. We we had a podcast uh, that went out on Wednesday. Um, do you remember Ricardo? He's the Italian reporter that uh, that was around Sacramento um, during the Bellinelli years, and then um, he stuck around an additional year after that. Did you ever get a chance to meet Ricardo? You know, I I think either I did or you and I discussed it driving back and forth
1: because I, I rem- yeah, I, I want to say yes, I did, but I I'm, I'm not positive about that.
2: Yeah, he's a good guy. And so if you haven't listened to uh to that podcast uh that went out on Wednesday, I highly suggest it. It uh he is in lockdown in Tuscany right now, and he's been oh, under boy. lockdown I think for uh, going on like 10 days now. He'd he'd already been tested, he is negative, Um, but he said that entire process was scary where healthcare workers literally gave him a mask and said, look, this isn't to protect us from you, this is to protect you from us. Uh, All Italian healthcare workers believe that they will in fact contract uh, the coronavirus over the next, uh, if they haven't already. Um, And just some really scary times in Italy and um, we haven't even hit the the tip of the iceberg here in the U.S. Um, so, again, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. it it's very insightful. Uh, he's got a great accent. And he's a guy, Doug, uh, Ricardo has been to over 50 countries in the world uh, as part of the media brigade that covers the Italian, um, man, the their national soccer team. Uh, he's been okay. to all 30 NBA arenas and wrote a book about it in Italian, which I own. Uh, He's been to 31 NFL stadiums. He's been to 75 different colleges in the U.S., uh, 44 states. Dougie's better traveled than almost anyone that you'll ever meet. And he's currently in isolation like everyone else in in Italy. So uh, this is a small world that we're living in, and it keeps getting smaller
1: is uh you know it is tough it's i guess it was 11 days ago right about then since the last kings game and Grant and I were doing the radio show, and, you know, there was so much speculation. A lot of different things were being said. We weren't sure it was sounding like after the Board of Governors meeting that they weren't going to play any basketball after that New Orleans Pelicans game. And, you know, the question was kind of like, well, why would you even play the game? And Grant posed the question to me and to the listeners, and he he said, do you know anybody with coronavirus? And I was like, no, I actually, I, I don't. And he said, I don't either. If any of the callers know anybody, you know, I know somebody with the flu, and within ham, I mean, 24, 48 hours, the whole world has changed, man. And the NBA, again, at the forefront with Rudy Gobert and everything that has went on with that. And, wow, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. But at the same time, we, we would, we've been through a, a lot of different stuff, and, and we will eventually get through this as well.
2: Yeah, I think so. So just to recap, as of right now, I think we have seven known players, uh, four of the Brooklyn Nets, including Kevin Durant. Uh, We don't know who the other three uh, are, and we also don't know who was symptomatic, because one of those four was symptomatic. Um, Rudy Gobert was symptomatic uh, and has been, you know, and and tested positive, As did Donovan Mitchell and Christian Wood. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, who had played against Rudy Gobert just right before that. Um, we do know that someone within the walls of the Denver Nuggets has tested positive, but it does not sound like it's a player. Uh, the Sacramento Kings at this point have no positive tests, but they also have not been tested. Um, that is the but, latest. As of Wednesday, that was my latest. And I'll explain to that to the listeners one more time, like, look, uh, the reason why the Sacramento Kings have not been tested is it's a group of extremely healthy 20-something-year-olds who may or may not have been exposed at some point. I I would assume that, much like myself and Doug, that they've been exposed to it in some way because of the travel, because of the arenas and all that stuff. Um, But at the same time, no one is showing any symptoms at all. And at last check, I, I know as of not this week but last week, late last week, the city of uh, the county of Sacramento had only 20 tests per day to give to the citizens, and the Kings were not going to ask for those tests because there are critically ill patients, there are healthcare workers who are showing signs uh symptoms um, that need those tests, and so yeah. again, Doug, it's it's a it's a wild wild world that we're living in at this moment in time.
1: You know, and and it it hadn't went into the world of the NFL until, uh, I guess this would be breaking news, I don't know if you heard it, but Sean Payton of mm-hmm. the New Orleans um, Saints. Saints, the yeah. head coach, he, he, he just uh, it was said that he now has coronavirus. So it's, it's everywhere. And uh, I urge people, my, myself included, um, try to be as safe as you possibly can, uh, as much limited contact as you possibly can, and just, you know, please take care of yourself.
2: Yeah, take care of yourself. And so while we would love to sit here and extend and talk a bunch of basketball, uh, there's just not that much to to discuss because we are on hiatus. Uh, the latest from the league is it looks like, Doug, I think we're talking about a three-month layoff. Um, and I, I think this could change not just this season, but it could really change the NBA schedule going forward. We don't know... Uh, what the board of governors will decide once they do decide uh, whether fans will be allowed back in the building. Um, We're talking about potentially a June restart for the final. It depends on what team. I think it's between 16 and 19 games. Uh, Whether they play out the entire schedule, we have no idea at this point. Uh, Whether they play out the, the playoff schedule in the same way, we have no idea. But that would push this really deep into summer. It will change free agency, it will change the NBA draft. It will change uh, what, what used to be Summer League, which will probably not happen this season. Uh, it really will uh, sort of change the whole dynamic of what's happening in, in the NBA. And so now it becomes, uh, well, do we push the season back for the next season? And how would that impact the season after that? And can we ever get back to the exact schedule we had before? And so Doug, I know one of the proposals that are out there is to start the 2000, uh, what is it, the 2020-21 season on Christmas Day, and maybe that be the new norm for the NBA where uh, you get basketball starting at Christmas. And I don't know about you, I don't love this idea. I think the buildup to Christmas is a good thing, uh, but I'll throw it to you. What is your thought on that?
1: You know, I'm not, I guess, totally against it. Um, I, I would agree with you. I don't know if having the very first games on Christmas Day is wise because, you know, it's usually a pretty solid level of basketball understand when you start the season off you're working through some things so maybe could it be Thanksgiving and you know still have your Christmas day I understand kind of the mindset around it I mean we we can't be so dogmatic in our approach because the world obviously is changing and I think that at the same time the NBA from Adam Silver, Michelle Roberts at the Players Association excuse me they understand that you got to think outside the box a little bit and if you really think about it the nba when they start they're competing with uh football they could, then you know baseball comes and you got golf and uh you know you can go on and on there there's a lot of things happening uh nhl is happening at the same time Whereas, if you started at you know a little bit later at Christmas, maybe then you know, obviously, you, you don't have all that same competition. Some of the you drag it on a little bit longer into a period of the summertime. And I know this from doing radio with Grant, there's a point where there is absolutely nothing to talk about. <laughs> um, it is. It, could that be something that you, you revise a schedule and revise a season and you and you figure other things out? It's a it's a possibility and it's this is actually oddly enough as as bad as it is. I think we're all going to come out better for this as a country as a world, but also it, it allows the NBA and we've heard this a little bit. And part of it, um, Ham, is NBA is doing. You know, there was there's this kind of notion that's going around that the that the regular season doesn't mean as much, you know, and mm-hmm. that's, there, there was some, you know, whether it, like I said, whether it was football or it was golf, you know, people are tuning into different things during the regular season because of load management and, and a lot of different things. So uh, whether they, they talked about maybe a mid season tournament and all these different things, you know, I, I don't know. This is, this is a new time, man. I'll tell you, I, one thing that I do know is minute by minute, hour by hour, week by week, it, things are going to change right in front of our very eyes that if we've seen them for so long that you you become used to it. And the NBA changing their schedule is one of them that I think we, we have to be a little bit open to whether we like it or not.
2: Yeah, I actually, I, I like what you said about the mid tournament because to be honest with you, I think one of the easier ways to reboot this season may be to go directly into a... Uh, the tournament that they were talking about you know why don't we have a a play-in tournament where you know at least the bottom section of the league that that has been fighting it out uh, you know as of right now there I think there's five teams within uh, within three games three and a half games of the Memphis Grizzlies Uh, the Grizzlies have the most difficult schedule in the league from here on out you know the actual nuts and bolts of where we are and what what is about to happen uh, what would have happened is really interesting because how do you how do you just reset and say look you know uh, we know you had a difficult schedule and we know that the New Orleans Pelicans had the easiest schedule uh, but you also have to consider that because New Orleans has the easiest schedule it means they had the most difficult schedule getting to where they are today and because the Right, the Grizzlies have the hardest schedules because they've had the easiest schedule coming up to today <laughs> and so right, right. those are issues that you know the competitive fairness of the league I think has to be uh it has to be addressed and and it's also doug, you talk about uh you know the quality of play at Christmas time. I would be concerned about the quality of play the first week, two weeks, three weeks of the season is usually yeah. some pretty ridiculously bad play. Uh, I would prefer to see a buildup before you start highlighting what the games are, but what does that mean for this this current playoff race? If you're going to have to take three months off and then you know maybe give these guys one or two exhibition games, maybe not, and then throw them right back in, um, how does that work out? What does it mean for uh, Pelican's team that all of a sudden will get back J.J. Redick uh, or a um, uh, the Portland Trailblazers who all of a sudden might have Nurkic back or the Sacramento Kings yeah. who all of a sudden might yeah. have Marvin Bagley healthy 100% and ready to play uh, I think yeah. that it's just a we can't just freeze it where it is today and expect that nothing will change between now and then um, but we also have to consider that you know that the competitive fairness of the league is at stake here and so it's it's a really really interesting and like complicated puzzle to figure out
1: yeah, it's um when you say interesting, I mean, you even take into consideration I've seen video of Kevin Durant. Oh my goodness. I mean, <laughs> that could uh that could be something for the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. I do like the March Madness approach, obviously. Maybe you have to protect the top 4 seed mm-hmm. uh seeds and everyone else is up for grabs, especially coming out of such a break you might catch a team who's really good that just has a bad night. I mean, it could be be interesting. And I I think that the NBA is definitely going to think outside of the box here. And if we do the math between you and I, and we look at the curve of China, and we look at the curve of Italy, the math says it's probably not going to happen. But the point is, we have the conversation just like what you're seeing with the NFL. The NFL is still going on pretty much business as usual, with the exception of everything is now done through Skype or Zoom or whatever your preferred way of conference calling and video calling is to try to make sure that business gets handled because their season obviously starts later. NBA has to think like that. You do not want all of a sudden, as quick as this spiked, for it to to go the other way and then you're standing there and you're not prepared to deliver your consumer something and whether that happens or not I I like the fact that they're thinking at at least thinking ahead and that's something that the NBA does I mean when I go to those league meetings in New York and New Jersey I'm blown away ham by some of the things that I mean the consumer has no idea that the care that the league takes to try to deliver them an incredible product and their safety from security and all these different things. They are they are on top of it, and I, I really like what they're doing, uh, Adam Silver and Michelle Roberts here as well.
2: We have reached the point in the podcast where we need to pay the bills. So first of all, this is the Purple Talk podcast on NBC Sports California, brought to you by Wendy's. Wendy's has been a longtime sponsor of the Purple Talk podcast, but also this season, we've added BMW. So let's hear a little bit from BMW.
0: No matter who you are, no matter where you're going, no matter what's next, there's an X to take you there. This is a BMW X5 X drive 40 i for 719 a month.
2: You know, Doug, that kind of brings me to another point. Like you're on the front lines a little bit when it comes to this, because like the sports world has shut down, and um, and sports has become such a, uh, a a device, an escapism device for uh, the people in the U.S. And, and I know that it's global as well. Uh, you know, again, we talked to Ricardo, and uh, I mean, he makes a living covering the NBA by getting up at you know ten o'clock at night and covering games until seven o'clock in the morning um, and writing about games all night long. That's that's how he makes his living. Um, and that's kind of the world we live in. You know, this is, uh, sports are are a a global escape. And without them, it provides like a very intriguing, like, what do you do now? But I just, you know, you're on the radio show every day with, with Grant. What has that interaction been like for you? And, I mean, do you still have people calling and doing the whole this is a hoax thing? Or or have we moved past that where people are... are Um, at least being able to, you know, come to some realization of of what's happening here? No, I I think
1: uh, initially, you know, no one really knew what to expect or the understanding behind it. But I think the seriousness of it with the NBA and especially Kings fans, a front row seat to canceling the last game that was scheduled to be played of the NBA year thus far, that was eye-opening and sobering in a lot of ways that the callers, you know, what we're trying to give them at this particular point is, uh, a reprieve from everything that's going on for a few hours and we we talked like you and I are talking about the coronavirus we talk about the world of the NFL we're, we're telling a lot of different stories just sports stories yesterday we had coach Pete Carrillo Coach on talking about you know some of the old days and, and maybe not even that so much as how did you get started with your job and uh, then you have callers that are calling in who have lost their job and lost their way in a lot of ways. And it's just uh, our ability to get through. And we we get through on a day-to-day basis with them, whether it was the Sacramento Kings getting ready to lose the team, uh, you know, whether it was the earthquakes back in the day, 9-11. I mean, that sports radio is there for people to listen. There are people in their homes who maybe don't have the TV on, but they're cleaning up and purging. And they got the radio on and they're listening. And it's the ability for them to Kind of get away. Maybe listen to a stupid story that I got, or a funny story that Grant has, or an intriguing story that you know on Friday we're going to have my old coach on from college, Tom Asbury, and you know you, you get to hear about Young Doug, and, and that 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 should be interesting in
2: and of itself. But Young Doug, uh, uh, Young Doug with hair. Yeah, know, Is that right. what we're saying?
1: Yeah, Young, young Doug with hair. That, that's <laughs> going to be funny. Uh, but th- that's kind of that's where we're at. You know? we're, we're a part of the community. We're here with the community, and we try to give them the ability to, if they want to call in, they want to talk, we can talk sports, we can uh, tell stories, but at the same time, uh, a listening board. And it's, I think it's been, it's been good. It's definitely been different. We've had to think outside the box. The NFL has helped because they continue to do business, and mm-hmm. so we have a little bit to talk about on that front. But more than anything, it's it's uh, it's been stories and, and talking about sports in a different in a different vein.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that at this point, that's all we can do. You know, uh, I can start running YouTube videos, Doug, of me uh, uh, rebuilding my laundry room. Uh, maybe maybe people would be intrigued by that. Uh, you know, I've got a bathroom I need to to uh remodel completely <laughs> um i bought a I greenhouse builder i got a, a greenhouse doug that i'm gonna build because hey who knows where we're gonna be at for three three months from now am i gonna be able to get tomatoes right. to make my uh my caprese salads I, i'm not sure so i'm gonna start growing my own tomatoes and i, I again say,
1: say something, same something for me i, I we, we like tomatoes over here
2: uh, that's we'll right use,
1: we'll use yeah hook your boy up
2: yeah so I, i'm gonna build uh build a whole greenhouse on the side of my house and you know what it's like at at some point you gotta you gotta look at this as an opportunity to uh to get closer to your your kids to get closer to your wife or your husband or uh your family members for those of you who are stuck in, in a home by yourself um i, I hope that you find I... your vices you, you find things that work for you that um they keep you engaged. I also like look at social media, look at uh, other platforms for connecting with people where you can actually have live chats and stuff like that. This is this is not an easy time, but you know, also like Doug, I I've mentioned this in the last podcast. You know, I have to look out for my dad who who's had some health issues over the last few years. Um, you know, and, right? And we've got to look out for. The people, you know, I've got a one of my next my next door neighbor is seven, is ninety five years old. She still drives herself wow. to the gym. Uh, I went over, I checked on her, and told her do not drive to the gym anymore. <laughs> like the gym is, yeah. we're putting the kibosh on the gym for you for right now. But you know, if you need yeah, anything, you gotta you know...
1: create your own gym. Yeah, yeah,
2: and, and I think what we're seeing from guys like Carmichael Dave, where he's doing some uh, some interesting sort of redistribu- uh redistribution of wealth for people who are hit hard. But think about those people, you know, uh, like Doug, I don't know about you guys, but I got away from cooking a lot because uh, my wife and I have such busy schedules. And so we spent a lot of time going out to dinner. Uh, we have a lot of friends in the restaurant business. Those people are hurting really badly right now. So think of those people, think of ways to help people and and to share what you have, uh, because that's kind of the situation that we're in at this point. And and at the end of the day, uh, be safe and do what's right for for you and yours and and hope this whole thing works out. Um, Again, Doug, I I don't want to be doom and gloom. Um, So uh, you talk about, Doug, is there anything wild that's happened to you over the last, I don't know, week uh, that, you know, just kind of caught you off guard? Or, you know, is there something that you and Jackie there have, have been able to accomplish that stands out? You know, um, I, I just – not not really, but I, what I have done and, and my
1: wife continues to do as well is, uh, you know, going through stuff and, and purging, you know, I, I initially I want, want, want my son, he, he plays basketball, so – you know, you're able to go to the gym and all of a sudden you can't go to the gym. So I went to the store and just bought him a hoop for the backyard. It's not a big backyard. And I was like, look, man, you got to work on your mid-range game and your flip game and your left hand and just, you know, figure it out. And that's kind of, uh, I would agree with you. That's kind of where we're at. It's, um, it, it's different. It's, you know in a lot of ways, ham it's it's back to how I, I grew up to be honest with you I mean I'd go to the park I went outside in different stuff like that <laughs> and, uh, just trying to trying to find a way to navigate these times is is crazy man but no nothing I, I would say so far nothing crazy um, to to say that has has went on everything that that you know is pretty I, I would say pretty normal the only part that probably isn't is that you know you kind of got to stay locked up for uh for a bit that that would be the only piece that's different
2: yeah i think uh, everyone's going a little stir crazy again maybe i will I'll start i'll start posting some photos of uh of james the builder I, people may or may not know that i mean we've talked about it here and there on the podcast but um, I am a, a DIY like home renovation guy in my off season, um, and you know we just got done with the master bath and the the closet and the master bedroom, uh, but now it's like it's time to move on to other projects, and that's what I think I will uh, allow to consume some of my time, as opposed to uh, fully stressing out. And you know I'm doing my research, uh, I'm talking to people as much as I can, trying to bring the world to, uh, to Kings fans. Um, So let's finish with this. Lastly, um, you know, we're going to start reaching out to some old Kings players and uh, expanding once again, you know, again, I think this is just an opportunity for us to kind of hit a reset and, and talk to people around the globe and, and figure out how everyone is doing, not just us in our bubble. Um, So we'll continue to do that. Uh, We'll continue to bring you content, uh, probably two or three podcasts per week. Um, because I think it's it's something that you can not only listen to this one but you can go back and binge watch conversation with Corey Joseph is available Uh, you know De'Aaron Fox from a little while ago from the king of the day um, Bogdanovich uh, Harrison Barnes you know we have a lot of good content that you can go back and binge and you know we'll try to keep creating more as uh, sports is on hiatus Um, so Doug do you have any final thoughts No,
1: man. I mean, more than anything, I I would say, you know, everybody stay safe make sure that you are, uh, you know, keeping, keeping your, your distance. And, but at the same time, if you see people in need, if you uh, see that you can lend a helping hand to somebody, please do, uh, love your families up and man, I can't wait to see you guys again and, you and I, Ham, we can continue to do this. Think outside the box a little bit. and Like you said, give, give people a little bit of reprieve at a time where uh, from time to time, it'll be good to break away from what you're doing for 30 minutes, for 45 minutes. Listen to something different maybe when you're on your job, you're working in your garden or whatever it is that you're doing.
2: All right. Well, I, I think I'll finish with this. Wash your hands. Um, limit your travel. Be smart, be safe, not just for yourself, but for others. And uh, I think that's going to wrap up this edition of the Purple Talk Podcast. For Doug Christie, I am James Hamm. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to the Purple Talk Podcast on NBC Sports, brought to you by Wendy's. We'll be back very soon, and we'll keep feeding the content beast here to try to keep you occupied.
0: If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases for those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cashback, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are all waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license of Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to the United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.